But honestly, you know what I picture? I picture Michael Fleiss in an office just stuffing cannolis in his face. <laughs> He's just like, ah, I don't even want these. Oh. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Oh, hello. This is an exciting day. This sure is. I don't know why we're so excited for this, but we are. It's a big deal. We're back to regular programming on the Bachelor franchise. Yes. And I think having that one week off just brought us back to life. Yeah, that was tremendous. It's amazing what a little time off can do. Yeah. And so obviously we are recapping the premiere of season 18 of The Bachelorette, so Michelle's Mm -hmm. season. Overall, do we want to discuss our overall feelings on this episode i i have to say oh our over feelings about the episode wait what what did you think of? i thought thinking? maybe feelings about michelle to me those are separate questions but let's answer them both hmm. so on michelle first i have strong feelings yeah i same. mean strong not for her but i have strong feelings that she's going to do well yeah she's great she's yeah. almost weirdly poised and calm in it's this almost role. weird yeah but I love it. I love watching someone who is so clear on what they want and in who they are. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like she doesn't seem phased in the least by anything, including no. the whole Ryan stuff. And as prepared as she is, none of it seems actory. It seems like they're all coming from a real place. Like all her responses and all her emotions and expressions are seemingly real yeah. to me. Yeah. And she's quick. Yeah. She's I, quick. She's she's outsmarting all of them already. Well, that actually, we're kind of already getting ahead of ourselves, but you said that halfway through the limo exits, you were like, I think a lot of these guys are not going to be smart enough for her. Yeah. And I don't mean I mean, that, that's a, I mean, that might be a harsh judgment. That's not a, no, it is. It, it was a, t- a little too much of a generalization. It's early, obviously. I have no idea how smart these guys are. Yeah. I, but I, it was really more of a compliment to Michelle. Mm-hmm. I just think she's very smart and she's quick. Yeah. And she's sharp and no bullshit. Her filter for bullshit is like a thin screen. It's not like a <laughs> gated fence. Yes. How most bachelorettes are. Yeah. No offense. But <laughs> it's like a thin, one of those screens you have in like your faucet where it gets that last bit of filth out of the tap water. Yeah. Like I not know. the main screen, the, the last screen. I know exactly what you mean. It's like, yeah. it's a diaphanous screen. Yeah. You That's... almost don't know there are holes in it. Yeah. Unless you know, you know that there are holes in it, but if you didn't know there are holes in it, you wouldn't know you there wouldn't are holes in it. You wouldn't think there were holes. Yeah. That's, That's how, how finely tuned the holes are. In her bullshit screen. Yeah. Yes. So I think she's going to do great. I think she's going to find the guy she really wants and the guy who's right for her, which is going to change a lot of the way I look at this season. Wow. This is a very positive outlook right out of the gate. Yeah. I also have to add, though, because I want to fully cover our thoughts on Michelle before getting on to how we feel about the episode as a whole, which is that Michelle is so elegant and just seems like in a league of her own. Like she's just so statuesque and, mm-hmm. and beautiful, but there's also this element of just, I don't know. She just seems above it. She yeah. seems above being bachelorette in a really good way. I feel like Michelle is not going to fall prey to the usual emotional pitfalls of the bachelorette. Okay. I agree with that. She, she suffers no fools from what we can mm-hmm. gather. It's night one. You never know. You never know, but I think I know. <laughs> Okay, so the episode as a whole. For me, I thought it felt kind of rushed. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they were just trying to jam everything in. And I was expecting more of like a recap of Michelle's journey on Matt's season. And then just, I just felt like it was kind of like, here's here's Michelle. 
here's her having a barbecue with her parents and it just didn't feel like that was fully fleshed out. I kind of almost feel like ABC just wanted to avoid rehashing Matt James season too much. Oh, interesting. Because they fell into so many issues with that one. <laughs> they're pretending it never happened. Yeah, they're just like, anyway, <laughs> Michelle, she came from nowhere. <laughs> Out of the blue. And any other thoughts on the episode as a whole, or shall we? No, get I was. Recapping? I have to admit, I was mildly entertained. You were. I made it through. No, no checking of phones. No, no naps. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's Pretty get some recap. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I do recall seeing the phone twice, but I. But it was know. only when you rewound to check something you didn't hear. Okay, fair, fair. So I used those opportunities to check my phone. <laughs> okay. Shall we get recapping? Yeah. Let's do it. So the premiere to season 18 kicks off with being reintroduced to Michelle, and she is in her fifth grade classroom. I thought this was really cute. Very cute. Her students were adorable. Mm -hmm. And then we learn a bit more about her upbringing, and we meet her adorable parents. Mm, The apple does not fall far from the tree. No, it seems that if you have lovely parents, you too will be lovely, because (laughs) it was just a lovely barbecue scene all around here, with no eating, of course. Never. She blames her parents for her being single because of their exemplary relationship. Ah, wow. So she's blaming them for being too good at relationships. Yeah. I think that's cute. That is cute. Yeah. I mean, it does set the bar high. Absolutely. Yep. That's a, actually, it's a very, it's, it's very pithy. It is. Yeah. I just, it just hit me. Like, that really <laughs> is an amazing thing. To blame your parents that for. One of the reasons why a lot of people... There are many reasons why a lot of people stay single for a long time. Mm-hmm. Some, a lot of them are not good. Yeah. But one of them is that they have been given such a shining example of what a good relationship is that they won't settle for anything less. Which yeah. they don't understand. Like they cannot imagine a life. Yes. With less than their parents. But yeah. most people like clown on their parents anyway. They're like, I can do better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so God forbid you have a worse relationship than them. <laughs> anyway, just making an aside there. I'm going very deep this deep. morning. Yeah, yeah. Get, get on with it. And I just wrote, she's so striking and high caliber. It's exciting to watch someone this sparkly. That's mm. what I wrote. <laughs> you actually wrote that? I did. That's cute. I mean, I think she sparkles. She does. Yeah. She's got, she's got um, star appeal. She does. The, the camera likes her. And Only she likes, likes? The camera loves her? <laughs> I think the camera loves her. The camera loves her. And she likes the camera, but not in a way that we know. You know, it's fascinating. I get the impression she's no different with a camera on her than without a camera on her. And that's a very, very rare ability. She clearly likes the spotlight, but in the best possible way to like the spotlight, to be yourself, but also like the spotlight. Be like, I myself, I'm not changing anything, but I also like the spotlight. That's the kind of people that become very famous for Uh lack of a better word the people that you are gravitated to that you want to know more about because you're actually getting the real person and they really like doing it for you so i get more that she's indifferent to the spotlight but i think those are both good whether yeah oh either way yeah either way okay (laughs) wow we really like michelle (laughs) oh my god (laughs) we better get on with this recap wow damn okay yeah we like her okay so now we get some hometown packages uh there were a lot of basketball swishes yes and and all of these were first takes let's be clear (laughs) first take one take done every single one of them yeah uh, we're not going to cover them all i'm just going to pick out a few that i thought stood out uh the first was chris s 28 from new orleans but Mm -hmm. lives in la now um he definitely is playing up the goofy guy thing he's getting his eyebrows waxed swimming with uh floaties on i didn't even know getting your eyebrows waxed was a thing 
Now that it, now that I've seen it done, I kind of am interested. Oh, I love your unruly eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, not allowed to do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Makes my life easier. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I love that she wears her heart on her shoulder. No, <laughs> that's a new one. And I don't know. I'm I'm a little torn on Chris S. so far because I found him a little too, like, of Bachelor stock. Like, yeah. he was a little... Like even the goofiness was like, look, I'm wearing floaties. I'm so self-deprecating oh, yeah, yeah. and he, like he's goofy. playing the game. He yeah. knows he knows the game. Yeah, but there wasn't we didn't see enough of him for me to really yeah. dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be patient. <laughs> okay, next we have Joe 28, the real estate developer from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I thought this was cool because he was flipping some houses or Yeah, he's doing some some something flippish. Yeah, flippish. Not sure what was going on. Yeah, there, but, but I'm always impressed by that because I love HGTV. I, and, and envious. We I feel like we should have if we were born again and met at twenty, we would have become house flippers. Oh, it sounds so fun. It's my I'm not even going to pretend it's not my dream. It's my dream to flip houses with you, and neither of us have any abilities yeah. in that department. So we're really impressed by things like this. Yeah. I, I could, like, tell people things to do. <laughs> Would that work? Let's go back in time 25 years. <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah, we're really impressed by that. Joe is also biracial, and he and Michelle graduated the same year in the same city. So there's definitely a lot in common here. Uh, there was a childhood photo of his showing him with his parents, and Andy, you had to point out that he was flashing a gang sign in a photo with his parents. <laughs> it's the lamest, <laughs> the most unbadass gangster photo ever. He's flashing the West Coast gang sign with his parents, like. <laughs> It's cute, though. I mean, it's obviously cute. I just thought it was funny that out of all the photos he must have with his parents, that was the one that was chosen. (laughs) The most hardcore photo with his parents. And then we have Clayton, 28, medical sales rep from Columbia, Missouri. I have to admit, the first time we watched this through, I missed his occupation, but I guessed medical sales rep because when in doubt, <laughs> medical sales rep. As a matter rep. of fact, when I saw his his face and upper body, yeah. I immediately not only guessed medical sales rep, but also <laughs> college football player yep. of some success. Yep. Football player, medical sales rep. I and mean, have you ever seen a more Bachelor franchise man in your life? And his name is Clayton. I know. It's not just Clay. Because Clay would have been like, you're getting there. You're getting there. Clayton. Oh. <laughs> Sign me up. Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now we have, we'll skip over Brandon J. Not that there was anything wrong with him, but we get to Nate 27, originally from Winnipeg. Ooh. That's a very big deal. The fact that he's from Winnipeg, I've got to say, changes my perception of him completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's from a pretty... It's like hardcore Canada. It's very Canadian to yeah, be from that's Winnipeg. That's not like make-believe, like, oh, I spent a summer, a couple of years in Toronto oh, no. or Vancouver. Yeah. No, that's like, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, he is Canadian. Yeah. And he's now in Austin. He's a sales executive. And, I mean, we both were like, okay, front runner immediately when Definitely. we saw him. Yeah. Okay, so now Caitlin and Tasha. Knock on Chris G's door. I thought this was an interesting segue. They turned these these hometown packages into the hostesses uh, knocking on their doors and invading mm, their hotel rooms. Interesting. And Chris G's room is spotless. Yes. And then they knock on Spencer, Spencer Financial Crimes Analyst from Cleveland, Ohio. And then they just happen upon Ryan's room. Just Ryan. happened upon it. Ryan 30, environmental consultant. We get his hometown package now. He was born on the same ranch his family still lives on today. And he likes a good topless um, tractor driving. Of course. And a very well-outfitted raspberry picking. <laughs> or whatever he was picking there. <laughs> And Keisha kicks him out of his hotel room and he's all casual and he's like, go to town. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problems here. Nothing to see at all. Just a bunch of clothes and some. Yeah. Keisha wastes no time discovering his bachelorette folder. Oh, that's an because one. apparently he cannot spell the name of the show he's on correctly. You know, there are so many layers to the onion of shame that he's going to experience. <laughs> that's the first, you peel the first layer, you're like, oh, you misspelled best friend. What's in here? Oh, it's much worse than that. I love that time was taken to draw a rose, but not to spell not- check bachelorette. <laughs> It's really, it's really on brand. It's uh, tremendous stuff. So Andy, right off the bat, when this yeah. folder was discovered, yeah. you were like, this is manufactured. There's no way anyone can be this stupid. Well, I, I <laughs> underestimated how stupid people can be on the show. But you made an excellent point after that, which I am completely on board with, mm-hmm. is that this whole charade of going in to look in people's rooms was because they knew that this, yes. they had found out some way, some yeah. producer had found out that he had this folder and they were like okay how can we do this in a way that it doesn't look yeah because this is the let's be honest this is the first time we've ever had anything like this where the host suddenly go into people's rooms bombarding them and kick them out to go through their stuff yeah i can tell you that was that did not happen on my time in the season we've never seen it happen never and also they they did the magic the three right they did three rooms correct well they showed three rooms they didn't Here's the thing. Do we think that they only looked through three rooms? Unlikely, but I think they did just enough rooms to make it seem That's like Ryan's saying. room just happened to be on their Exactly. Left. It wasn't like a whole segment. They were like, yeah. what's the fewest number of rooms we could check to make this believable? Yeah. Like, oh, three, probably. Yeah, three, <laughs> three. Let's go with three. <laughs> so the question is, how did producers know? I, you know, I will say this. In those three days leading up to when filming begins, you are sequestered in your room. Yeah. You cannot leave. And there's a lot of coming and going with producers coming in and sort of building a relationship with you and chatting about what you want to wear, what you want your opening night, your limo exit shtick to be, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of coming and going. I, it's honestly, it's hard for me to fathom that he could have left this lying out in any kind of visible way, but he also seems so sloppy. But this is the thing. It's it's exactly, you're talking about a guy who brought (laughs) the most incriminating notebook (laughs) that man has ever seen to the place where you have to do what's in the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's is this un- a guy who thinks, oh, I should really keep this safe in my room? It's hard. Like, I, I, it's amazing. It's amazing. Let's just get that out of the way. He this probably is too good it. to be true. He probably, the producer came in, he thought he was buddy, but he's like, hey, check this out. I got this whole notebook here. I was like, yeah, that's cool. So, oh my God. Is that, you, you know, that's actually based on the level of, I'm not saying he's not smart in other arenas in life, but in this arena, he showed just by even bringing this onto the show instead of just filing it away, he showed a certain level of Bachelor franchise IQ that makes me wonder if maybe you're right. He did feel buddy buddy with a producer enough to be like, look how studied up I am. He, the one thing, he had this whole book about how to do the Bachelor. Yeah. The one thing. That's the biggest <laughs> thing about The Bachelor is don't make it look like you're doing The Bachelor <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't make it look like you're using the playbook. Yeah. <laughs> so he was completely open about his playbook. That's the one thing, the one overriding rule well, about The Well, we're assuming he was open about it. Maybe, 
a producer just saw like the corner of a paper and was like, hmm, what's that? I don't know. It could have been full blown. It could have been just something so slight. But needless to say, they got wind of it somehow. And then I think concocted this whole bombarding hotel rooms thing around that. But you know, it's literally this is so stupid. It's like, okay, (laughs) everyone does whether they have it actually in a nice binder with bachelorette misspelled on top is questionable. (laughs) But everyone has those mental notes in their head going in the show, whether it's actual physical notes, mental or whatever. Or they've gone through like prep courses with prior I contestants. Mean, Most not people. quite to this extent. No, no, no. No, this is extreme. Not when they're like emulate Jason this, Tartik. Yes. Oh, that's this is extreme. But yeah. we don't know. Everyone has their own little preparations that are probably pretty embarrassing and you would not want to be aired on mm-hmm. live TV. Everybody. It's like like you take a girl home like the first time you take her back to your apartment and like there's there's Rogaine and boner pills on your nightstand. <laughs> like, OK, it's over. Like, it's over. Let's be honest. That's the end of unless she has a great sense of humor. But there's nothing totally wrong with having Rogaine and boner pills. A lot, but a lot of guys do it, especially now. But you don't have it on your nightstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have it on the nightstand. It's true. It's true. <laughs> OK. You got really worked up about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd earned an analogy. It really did. It's just, honestly, this is too good to be true. But we'll circle back to Ryan, obviously. Okay. Uh, night one finally arrives, and Keisha talks to Michelle, and they reveal here that they've met a few of the men. But instead of telling her about Ryan right off the bat, they're like, they're really excited to meet you. <laughs> uh, build it, milk it. Yep, yep. <laughs> And now we have our limo exits. And as with last time, I don't think anyone wants to hear us go through all 30 limo exits. So we're going to keep with our tradition, Andy, Mm -hmm. of naming our limo exit wins and fails. So we each get one win and one fail. Mm. What was your limo exit win? Easy, Rick. The best one, not only the best one of this season, the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. So Rick 32, the medical sales rep, he came out in, well, he he was in really uh, a table. Uh, what do you call those? A cart? A, 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 food, a cart? food cart? Yeah, like a room service yeah. cart. And his head was underneath a... a silver platter. A, or underneath a dome of a silver platter. <laughs> a I guess it's called a dome. I don't know. Yeah, the, Someone's going to tell us what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. But so for now, Shandy it's a dome. Shandy's to tell us what that thing is yeah, called. It you, covers the yeah. silver platter on which his head was. Yes. Silver platter dome. This was fantastic. What it's a, the best. I cannot believe in... what? How many seasons of the show? I know. It's hard to... 20... Be- how many how can no one have thought of this yeah, yet that's yeah. the it's the perfect it exit. was brilliant i think it might be the best one of all time that's what i'm saying I, yeah. for me it was i haven't seen every single one i'll be honest i've probably seen 20 15 10 percent <laughs> five percent whatever a significant <laughs> number it's still yeah. a lot yeah best one i've ever seen yeah and even his delivery like he really executes well on this he Dead describes pen. the special yeah says the special comes from Los Angeles, California, is perfectly aged at 32. I thought this was great. He describes himself as the main course and the rest of the guys as appetizers. Mm. It's great. And you know what he does? He commits. If you're going to do this, you can't come in and be like, start laughing and be like, haha, isn't this? You have to commit the whole way. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yep. And he did. Yep. Fantastic. So I also loved that one, but because I want to keep things interesting, mm. I don't want to also have that as you my limo. You gave it to me. Thank you. I gave it to you. So my limo exit win, if I cannot pick Rick, is Chris S., the commodities broker. He arrives in a school bus, yeah. a full-blown school bus with his head that out the good. window. He's wearing shorts and a backpack. And he says he's never been so excited to go back to school. That was, was great. Cute. And he says that she might have to take an exam of his. 
He says, you might get an A, I might give you a D. Oh, you had to throw that one in there. I mean, you know, I have a bit of dirty humor, and I think that that was pretty funny. It was well executed. And when she reacted, he was like, a diamond, a diamond. It was great. I thought it was fantastic. It all executed well. That was my very close runner up. I mean, it was a, in my opinion, it was a distant second to Rick's. Yes, but I'll give you this. <laughs> yeah, make you feel. It was better. still very good. We're so excited to bring you this message from BetterHelp, dear Shandy's latest sponsor, mm. and we're really passionate about BetterHelp yeah. because we are really passionate about mental health, and BetterHelp makes it easier than ever before to talk to a licensed therapist. I don't think it could be easier. No, they literally give you a questionnaire, which yeah. is, by the way. I took the questionnaire. Excellent. It's all the questions I would want to be asked a, to be asked <laughs> yeah. if I was being so, if a therapist was being selected for me. Yeah. And this is not a crisis line, nor is it self-help. This is professional therapy done securely online. And you can have one session with this person and move to the next one yeah. if you don't like them. And yeah. by the way, doing that in real life is hard. <laughs> Have you ever broken up with somebody? Yeah. It's a poor man's version of that. And they also make it really accessible because you can text your therapist. Mm-hmm. You can talk to your therapist on the phone. Mm-hmm. You have sessions over the computer, making it way more affordable than your typical in-person, in-the-office yep. therapy. And financial aid is available. Financial aid is available, yes. It just takes away the friction. There used to be more of a stigma about seeking therapy. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. And now it's... Fortunately. You have <laughs> something that honestly makes it so easy that you really can't not do this. <laughs> <laughs> Double negative. So join the over 2 million people who have taken control of their mental health. And we have a special offer for you to do that. If you go to betterhelp.com, and that's H-E-L-P, so betterhelp.com slash Shandy, you will get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Shandy. Okay, so Andy, what was your limo exit fail? Easy. Apple guy, Rodney. Rodney. He doesn't. I'm not rep. even. In, I'm not even. He will forever be called Apple guy. I'm not giving him the respect of saying his name. This outfit. Okay. Okay. You've made the decision. I'm going to dress up like an apple. Yeah. Okay. Number one. I'm not even going to talk about the fact that he not mentioned the one apple that's not red. Yes. And, and that's just. And I'm so glad she called him out on that. So I, I thought it was going to go unnoticed. Uh, yes. Yeah. But that I think that solidified Michelle in our favorites list when she was it's, like, Granny Smith yes. is the one green apple. And she knew like 90 apples. Yes. How? <laughs> come on. I. One of the things. I mean, do you know a lot of apples names? I know my my share, but wow, she put me to shame. I would love you more if you knew more Apple names. There's <laughs> nothing, you can never be in the wrong by knowing a lot of names of apples. That's a good thing to know. Uh-huh. And without a doubt, in my opinion, the best, most versatile apple there is, is a Granny Smith. Yes. And it's green. Yeah. Well, and Granny he Smith had the is- nerve to just, just, just besmirch the name of Granny Smith by wearing this red generic, I don't know, what is that, a Macintosh, maybe a ripe Macintosh or a red delicious, whatever it was. <laughs> My main beef with this is you're going to dress like an apple. That outfit, literally, you know what that was? Yeah. That was like, it's like, it's like October 30th. You're like four years old and your mom's got you this nice ghost outfit or like some, you know, I don't know, a Smurf outfit or something. She did it. She got you the outfit. Yeah. And at the last minute, on like the night of October 30th, you're like, mommy, I don't want to go as a ghost. I want to go as an apple. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to get an apple. I, I, I don't have time for this. So she goes to like Walmart yeah. to like the Halloween costume section. Yeah, that's like, picked over. Yeah, there's like, a, a six-month-old kid in an apple outfit. It's literally like a piece of paper with an apple drawn on it that has strings that go over your arms. Yeah. And she's like, here, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah, which yeah. It should, At it's most. Like, 
it's 50 cents. Yeah. It's worth 50 cents, but she pays 20 bucks for it. And that's, yeah, that's the one he chooses. Yeah, yeah. It's he chose the <laughs> shitty, the absolute shittiest <laughs> Halloween apple costume. I guarantee you that's what he did. He went to a Halloween <laughs> store and got the shittiest apple costume <laughs> for the Bachelorette. This show has a, it has a $50 million budget. He couldn't have asked the producer, hey, I want to dress as an apple. Can you get me a really high-end apple costume? One where it's like three-dimensional and like I fit inside the it's apple true. and my head is like the leaf of the apple or something. It's true. We got a real school bus. We got a real fire truck. We, we got had a, a fire bed. truck. You know how much it costs to rent a fire truck? Someone dropped the ball. I'm not saying it was definitely Rodney. It's possible that he, the day before, was like, I got it. I'll dress like an apple because she's a teacher. And then some handler had to go out and find him an apple costume. And remember, this was filmed in non-Halloween season. Now it's easy to be like, find a Halloween There's costume. always, come on, in LA, there's a shop, there's a Halloween <laughs> store open 24 hours a day, 365 that's, days a year. That's there's New no York. Question. I don't know if that's LA. That's LA. Come on, are you <laughs> kidding me? There's costume parties in LA every night. <laughs> Okay, so we were not into this Apple costume. It was very cheap and poorly thought out. Then the fact that he didn't even think, what Apple am I going to be? This was possibly the worst exit I've ever seen. <laughs> but he handled himself as a human okay Yeah, with his mouth. He was nice enough, but... He was fine. We were not into the Apple costume, <sighs> nor the fact that he didn't know what Apple he was. So I respect your fail. Mm -hmm. uh, my fail is Brandon K, 29 brand manager from Austin, Texas. I'm going to go easy on him because he did get sent home. I don't uh, like to yeah, pile yeah. it on. However, this was bad. He gives her a necklace that he says is the finest jewelry in all of Louisiana. And then as she's putting it on her head, he says that to earn the necklace, he has she has to show him her. And he goes like this. And she immediately is like, okay, I'm giving this back to you. And he's like, your heart, your heart. Ugh. It was, it was, it, it hit everything on the bad checklist. Ugh. It was the worst. It was awful. Like she's, you give it to her, then she, you said she has to earn it. And then you're like pretending to Making gesture her, her boobs. I mean, and then you're like, on. oh, heart. Like to me, that, that's the difference between uh, Chris S, you know, when he's like giving you a D. Right. But that, that's a great, that's a funny play on words. You get right. A, B, C, D in school, your exam, you can yeah. get a he's D. Literally a D just, can also he, mean dick, it can also mean diamond. Exactly. It's funny. And while this was just like, what, ugh. Yeah, what's the word there? What What did you, what was the win after you said that? What were you looking for? You know what gets for me her is to that giggle? this never refers to heart. This refers no. to heart. And by the way, he earns complete anonymity from both of us because when they were doing well i'm jumping ahead yeah, can, yeah. whatever but but at the final rose <laughs> yeah. or at the rose at the rose i'm sorry yeah <laughs> to really jumping we ahead. paused because our delivery came yeah and if we paused and we saw brandon k in the corner of the screen and you were like who's that guy we kept saying who the <laughs> hell is that guy did they just did they miss someone and they had to pull someone in from like the the crew to dress up as like a bastard person mm -hmm. we had no idea who he was yeah brandon k okay we were supposed yeah. to go easy on him because he went home not into this limo exit. Hey, all publicity is good publicity. I guess. He's getting, this is the best he's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like tens of thousands of people will hear us talking about him for more than three seconds is good for him. We're oh, giving him, wow. a, we're doing him a service. Wow. That really. That's how bad his exit was. Oh. That getting dissed on a podcast <laughs> is the best he's going to get out of this show. He clearly lacks good judgment no, and we're still talking about it people are still listening about brandon k this is he's getting great airtime people are gonna look up brandon k because yeah, he's got, we just gave him like 40 instagram followers he owes us he owes us 
else. Truth is funny. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so before we move on from the limo exit, so we do need to briefly discuss Joe. Because Joe comes out last, 28 real estate developer from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got that intro video and he's getting villain music now. And she says, have I met you? And he's being kind of coy about it. And the music becomes increasingly villainy. Yeah, we were confused. Like, what's wrong? This guy seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. And then as he walks away, she's like, is your last name Coleman? Did Ooh. I slide into your DMs? Uh-oh. And he says, yes. And then it's revealed here that she DM'd him. She tells uh, Keisha this, that she DM'd him and that he ghosted her. But she DM'd him about basketball and that they exchanged a few messages back and forth and he ghosted her. I just want to put a pin in that because we're going to circle back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will circle back. (laughs) Okay, so night one begins now. Michelle comes down the stairs in Beauty and the Beast fashion. I wrote Mm. that down because of those big stairs. This setup was really cruelly laid out. Yeah. Everyone's at the bottom of the stairs and anything that goes up or down the stairs, everyone's just like. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like like something out of like Beauty and the Beast. I just said that. Oh. Did you forget? Sorry, I have a very <laughs> short-term memory. <laughs> so, like, you just goes in one ear and just, like, lives somewhere? I hear, the, the way I listen is I hear 70% of things perfectly and 30% not at all. Like, I don't half hear. I either fully hear or nothing. Well, it sounds like you have heard Beauty and the Beast just now. Well, maybe in some lizard part of my brain it went in. Yeah. And that's what... I, I, but I myself, Andy, was not listening when you said that. Okay. So I listen either 100% or completely zero. Or lizardy. Yeah, but I am not listening. My, my, yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh, I was digesting my food recently. I'm not doing that. My body's doing that. Okay. So your body heard Beauty and the Beast, but you, okay. My brain, my Andy was not listening. I I mean, I don't care. We agree it was Beauty and the Beast in fashion. But I was distracted by other things. I was thinking about the stairs. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, those stairs. And I wasn't able to do both things at the same time. Yeah. No No offense. All all you did was reiterate what I said. I'm just reiterating a good point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm reiterating a good point. Okay, so I wanted to point out how Jamie is the one who hands her the drink. I've mentioned before, I think it was in a written recap, but mm-hmm. there, this is something that's assigned by a producer. Yeah. So I think that makes Jamie someone to keep an eye on just because historically, usually the person who hands the lead the drink when they come in for their toast is someone to keep an eye on. Sometimes not, but I mean, I was that person on my season and historically, usually that person plays some role in the season. Interesting. I think sometimes when that person doesn't, it's because producers just predicted wrong. Mm. So Michelle in her speech, what a speech this was. She was great. Solid. So calm, collected. She she challenges them to stay open, stay vulnerable, to be their authentic self. And just really poised. I mean, almost weirdly. Oh, she's weirdly comfortable in this role. It's almost concerning. Like I part, most of me is really into it. And part of me is like, this this girl's up to something. She's too good. (laughs) Yeah. She is that good. And the guys, of course, all marvel at her composure, her elegance. Mm -hmm. And we agree. So Jamie very smoothly takes one-on-one time here. It it says something about a guy when he can get that first one-on-one time and not be the butt of other guys' jokes. Well, he is a CEO. That's ostensibly (laughs) CEO of a biotech biotech CEO. Andy, you said, Hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, they're 
there's many ways to be the CEO of a biotech company. Yeah. You nope. can, you, I can tomorrow open up an LLC and make myself <laughs> the CEO and it's a biotech company or it's a legitimate biotech company. I feel like it's somewhere in between, but it's legitimate. Yeah. Well, he seems really respectable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. really embarrassing no, about Jamie. I think he's, he's, he's doing well for himself. Yeah. I, I do. I, I, I mock because it's so easy. Yes. But I do actually think he's, He's doing well for himself. I agree. So he tells her within a second that he can see what the fuss is about with her. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that she smiles with her spirit. Yeah. I thought that was nice. And she says there are no awkward moments with him. Always a good sign. Yeah. And yeah, it's sort of nice. Nice starter one-on-one time. Oh, yeah. We move on to Peter now. Remember, he came in with the pizza dough that he threw on the ground immediately. Also a good exit. I I, I, I liked that, that one. It was nowhere near the top of the list, no, but it was definitely it was great. Good. He made cannoli for them to eat. And somehow, I don't know how this is possible. Michelle has never had cannoli in her life. It's the first strike against her. The first strike. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen footage of him making the cannoli, personally. Me too. Not that I don't believe he made it. No, he, I think he made it. I, I do think he it's did, It's not too. that hard to make cannoli when you run a pizza shop. Yeah. Uh, Joe now has one-on-one time. Can, so I, can she, I just add just one little, yeah? one little thing there? Yeah. What do you think the odds are that any more of those cannolis were eaten by anybody? I mean, I hope they didn't go to waste. I have a bad feeling those cannolis went to waste. I mean, there's a ton of people working on this show. They get whisked off. They're untouched. I can see producers, handlers maybe eating his cannoli. You know what I feel like about the Bachelorette, I, I, about the whole Bachelor franchise production There's a lot team, of food waste. No, I think there's a real hierarchy. And I think that a lot of people would have wanted to eat those cannolis. But I think there's some powers that be that are like, no, you're not, you're not ranked high enough to get to eat those cannolis. There's only a few people who could have eaten those cannolis. There are, and only... Wait, the executive producers, basically? Not exec, yeah, somewhere high-level producers. I think they have first dibs, and if they don't eat it, they kind of end up, yeah, just throw those out. What? Yeah, I think it's like real, real nasty. <laughs> Took that in such a dark direction. Yeah, I was just worried well, about those Well, actually, cannolis. there is that strike going on, or a potential yeah, strike. Part of that strike is like, we want to eat those leftover cannolis. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, I hope you're wrong, but now I'm starting to think you might be right. I think two bites were taken of those cannolis, and the rest went right in the can. Uh, We're going to instead believe that every single cannoli was eaten. Yes, by the lowest level producers. Yes, by the lowest level. Yeah, the the, like best, the grips and the best boy, (laughs) like the. uh, the, the intern, they got the cannolis. That's what I'd like to believe. I hope that the person who got to eat that cannoli was the woman who wheeled out Rick's room service table. Oh, yeah. You know, that would be nice. But honestly, you know what I picture? I picture Michael Fleiss in an office just stuffing cannolis in his face. (laughs) He's just like, I don't even want these. He's like. (laughs) That brings full circle the image we had from last season where you said that the Bachelor franchise was like a big smorgasbord of food and that everyone's feeding on it in some way. Yeah, and it's somehow at the top, Michael Fly's just stuffing cannolis in his face. Yeah, and we, what were we? Oh, we were chipmunks. Chipmunks, yeah. Yes. (laughs) And our friends over at Reddit, what were they again? Oh, they were the bacteria. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is actually the most important uh, organism in the ecosystem. Yes. Yes. yes, they they eat the final detritus that is left <laughs> over. They would just sit there and just rot and no one would have at it. Yeah, no, it's important. Yeah, they play would, a they very clean important up, role. They clean up the, the ecosystem yeah. of garbage. So Joe gets his one-on-one time. Michelle makes a point of seeking him out. 
And she says, I was surprised to get a few responses back. And then, you know, someone forgot to hit send. Uh-oh. So now we're addressing the fact that he ghosted her via mm. Instagram DM. I assume it's Instagram. He said he had a lot going on at the time. He had property in George Floyd Square, mm. three blocks away from his murder. And there were a mm. lot of shootings and murders going on that caused him anxiety. And he says he didn't think he was in a place to meet somebody. And Andy, you were blown away by this explanation. Yeah, there, I have. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to try to make yes. this brief. But OK, that is as good an excuse as like any excuse. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing excuse. The, the, it's too good an excuse for the the matter at hand. Well, yes, and it, I had a big issue with yeah. what an issue was made out of this. Well, the thing is, it's like all he had to do. Look, I honestly think it's no big deal. Like ghosting on DM is a low form of ghosting. Oh my god! And especially since it, Michelle made it seem like they were just talking about basketball a little bit for a brief time, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. So. The crime is, I mean, we're talking, this is like jaywalking level yeah. ghosting. Yes. But all he had to do is say like, yeah, I, I, I should have just, you know, said like, I have things going on, you know, let's talk some other time. I don't know. But he, even that, it's like, really, is he breaking up with her on yeah. DM no. after five years? But you, you got to do a, an excuse commensurate with the crime. Yeah. Like he literally was, it was like, it was like, hey, you know, I asked you to get me coffee. He's like, oh yeah, but September 11th is, you know, <laughs> I... I <laughs> Michelle says that he didn't have to be ready to be in a relationship. He just needed to communicate that. And it's a matter of respect. And her hesitation with him is how she didn't know that he might not shut down like that again. He says he's working on his communication skills and he's been going to therapy and focusing on this. And he says he truly came for her. And she says she appreciates him being open with her and being a black man talking about going to therapy. She sees him and she has to protect her heart as well. And the whole thing ends with, we'll see where it goes. I don't have an answer now. Okay. I'm sorry. I know you have thoughts. I just want to jump in one more time. Yeah. We are talking now about supposedly, and this is where I think there's a wrinkle, supposedly an innocent, just low level DM convo that was brief and ended with a ghosting. Yeah. Now he's literally getting into using the excuse, which is, by the way, one of the most valid excuses of all time. Yeah. That he's a real estate developer in the heart of the George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. Like, great excuse for a bigger problem. Yeah. Then he's talking about going into therapy yeah. to make his communication so skills his- better. <laughs> so wait a minute. Let me get this straight now. He ghosted her on a really innocent, very brief DM yeah. combo. Which, according to her, was about basketball. Was about basketball. Yeah. And he used the excuse of the most pivotal event in like the last 10 years <laughs> and that he needed to go into therapy to fix himself to f- solve this problem. There's no way this was an innocent conversation about basketball. That's where I'm going okay. with this. I, the evidence I have is that the excuses are so big yeah. and Michelle is too intelligent, I think, and too poised to be able to, to get that upset about this random yeah. guy not go ghosting her yeah. on an innocent basketball DM convo. Yeah. I don't buy it. There was something going on. Okay. There. Wow. Like you think they reached FaceTime level. I think they reached dick pic level. <laughs> or something like that. Okay. So there's two ways to analyze this. One is it did go further. And so therefore his ghosting was more of a crime. Yes. Or if we're to take what she told Tasha and Caitlin at face value, It was indeed a conversation about basketball. She slid into his DMs Mm -hmm. and there was a little bit of back and forth and he just didn't respond. If it is indeed the latter case, which is what she sold it to be, 
This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Which is why, because I have this very circumstantial opinion yeah, of yeah. Michelle, this is a very elevated opinion, I think it's impossible yeah. that there wasn't more going on here. It makes no sense. I, no, I agree with you completely. Or she's the most vindictive person no, no, in the world. No, don't take it. Don't take it in that direction because here's the thing. I don't think... I think ghosting always hurts. Sure. It always sucks. You know, you're, it, it is rejection, even if it's the lowest form. Sure. So I don't think it makes her vindictive to have been annoyed by that. But I do think that she was definitely making him quake mm -hmm. throughout this whole episode on purpose, right down to the fact that he got that last rose, which I do think producers encouraged. Yeah. You know, like really punish him for having ghosted you. Yeah. And the fact that he's here now, is he here for the right reasons or just because you're bachelorette? <laughs> you know? So... I don't know. I guess I just found the whole thing to be blown way out of proportion. We're not getting the full story. We're not getting the full story. And she's purposely, to her detriment to some degree, she's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. She either says exactly what happened. Yeah. And then it gets weird. Or she downplays it. I think she downplayed it. She purposely downplayed it, but she didn't realize I was going to come back to yeah. make her look kind of like, why, why are do you, you that care? upset about that? Yeah. yeah. It was a tough situation. Yeah. Anyway, no. moving on. <laughs> She did make him nervous, I think, throughout this oh, entire yeah. episode. And Andy, you called that a very strong move. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. How satisfying <laughs> is it if you get ghosted, legitimately ghosted, and then the guy is on the show yeah. where he has to get your Rose, approval? Yeah. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> oh, that's that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Her really punishing him here is just the most human thing. Oh, delightful. Yeah. He has to be punished. There's no choice. He can't fight back. He's just like, give it to me. In his ITM after, Joe says that he didn't expect to have to explain this. And so he wishes he'd explained better. I think that says a lot. Mm -hmm. The fact that he didn't think he'd have to explain it tells you that maybe he didn't think it was a big deal, which then takes it back in the direction of maybe it really was just a quick back and forth about basketball, in which yeah. case she is holding on to something there. Yeah, we're going to have to unpack this possibly <laughs> later. <laughs> I think we've unpacked this enough for no, we're now. Gonna, we're going to unpack this more in a future episode where she exhibits <laughs> similar behaviors. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Rick now gets his one-on-one -on -one time. He's wheeled in mm -hmm. and she feeds him a commitment. strawberry. Yeah. Sorry? Commitment. Oh, he's Strong commi commitment. Yep. She feeds him a strawberry. We spent a lot of time wondering if he was sat cross-legged in there or kneeling. <laughs> I think kneeling. I like, like kneeling on some sort of rolly like cushion thing. Oh, that's that sounds rough. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with cross-legged because that that sounds more bearable to me. I couldn't sit cross-legged for more than 15 minutes. <laughs> you you could kneel for 15 minutes and not sit cross-legged. Actually, kneeling is is a pretty you'd be surprised. It's a pretty comfortable position if you keep your back straight, like uh, on your knees. You're taking oh. all the all the kind of you're taking everything off your calves and and your oh I could sit cross-legged I could almost sleep cross-legged I could not kneel for well you're amazing I mean this is incredible <laughs> if I did that I'd be paralyzed <laughs> like I'd get up and they'd be like oh he I can't stand anymore so Rick says he wants the journey to be fun not just stuffy and serious and that he's there to make her laugh and Andy you said he's drunk <laughs> He did look a little oh, drunk. He was, he was in general a lot of the guys as the night wore on looked yeah a little glassy-eyed. Oh, yeah. Can I be honest? I actually, one of the things that impressed me most about Rick was how he kept it together yeah. being that drunk. Was yeah. I know he was tanked. <laughs> and he was like, his words were coming out at the right speed, like no slurring. It was very impressive. Yeah. In general, Rick gives me Jim from The Office vibes. Totally. Yeah. All right. Now, Rodney gets one-on-one -on -one time. I'm not so sure Rodney would have 
gotten this time if it weren't for the Apple thing. Yeah. But it came around. She accurately says that a Granny Smith is the one green apple. Oh, thankfully. And that he could have said Red Delicious, Ambrosia, Sweet Tango, Honeycrisp, Pink Lady. She lists these That's off the incredible. top of her head. This woman loves apples. Yep. And now we get a quick montage of one-on-one times and we hear Ryan plotting to get his. Mm. We have another message now. And this one is about the Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 andy mm. i think this is easily one of your best discoveries and new favorite mm. gadgets of 2021 yeah, i just used it today on my face yes it can also be used on your face not just in other regions yes yeah very important you love this thing and i gotta say it is so quiet that when you use it i'm not even sure you're using it it's incredible right <laughs> it is. i mean there's so many things about the Manscaped 4.0 I could talk about that I love. Yeah. But also, we just packed for vacation yes. and it fit in the places between the clothing, the air that <laughs> nothing goes in. It fits right in there. Yep. But that's, let's talk about the sound. I remember your former trimmer. It was like, I can't Skype, I can't watch something yeah. online. Like, I'll wait till you're done. Uh, it was very loud. Oh, I know. That's yeah. not an exaggeration. And with the Manscaped 4.0, I literally, it sounds like the same sound you hear, like when you're like, is there a fly in the house? Like, I think I hear a fly. <laughs> yep. It's that quiet. I can, with a normal indoor voice, have a conversation when you're upstairs while I'm shaving my face. And we're not even (laughs) we're not even touching on the fact that it has ceramic blades. It's rechargeable. What's the battery life on that thing? Forever. (laughs) You laugh. I've never recharged. I've I've had it for a long time. Yeah. And I don't recall ever recharging. Wow. So when you travel with it, you don't even need to bring the charger. I literally didn't bring the charger. Wow. And I didn't know how much charge it had left. I was like, you know what? I trust the Manscaped 4.0 lawnmower. (laughs) I said the whole thing. You like that? (laughs) Yeah. How can you not want the lawnmower 4.0 with that glowing review? Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code Shandy at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code Shandy at Manscaped.com. This year, have your man graduate with a degree in clean balls with Manscaped. Mm, Valuable degree. (laughs) So now Ryan gets his. Everyone keeps referring to his truck as an ice cream truck. To me, this looked like a shaved ice truck. But what do I know? This is not a big issue to discuss. (laughs) Not important. They eat their ice cream while they connect over being giving. Mm -hmm. He says that her being so giving resonated with him because it's so hard to find. Mm. What a giving man he is. Now that Michelle has spoken to Ryan... Because that was important. Keisha pulls Michelle aside to tell her about him and his bachelorette (laughs) folder in his hotel room. And Michelle, what I love is her reaction. She doesn't seem that upset. She's just like, ugh. Like everything was going so smoothly. I got to deal with this now. Yeah, as she heads over to confront him. This is my favorite moment of the whole episode. You catch a moment of her sighing. She goes, oh, goodness. (laughs) Just, Such a perfect reaction. Yes. Instead of like going into this frenzy or some spiral about feeling like the no. men are there not for her or whatever, she's just like, oh, I have to deal with this shit. Yeah. It's, it's like It's like your dog shit on your friend's carpet. It's like the same kind of like, oh. Yes. God. Yes. So Michelle pulls Ryan aside and all the guys are watching on. Yeah. And they think it's good. At first, first. but then they watch the body language and they're like, oh, this is going bad. And she tells him that she heard he has notes on how to act. Mm. And he says he's acting as he would any other day. (laughs) And she says, but don't act. Just be yourself. Do you need to take notes on how to be yourself? Mm. Good comeback. His excuse now. We agreed this was as good an excuse 
as he could possibly the use. The best excuse you could have in yeah. a terrible, no excuse situation. Yeah, he claims he is new to the show and didn't know what to expect. And he hasn't watched more than two hours. And therefore, he took notes just to, you know, so far, be so good. studious. So far, so good. <laughs> He claims he did not write those notes, but his friend's wife did. Now he's getting into deep water. Yeah, and then he also says that he wrote notes on the way and coming there. And she's uh, like, well, which is it? He's slowly, the water is slowly creeping up. <laughs> it's now right below his nose. Yep, yep. He's breathing through his nose only at this point. Mm-hmm. She says she wants to see them. And he's like, fine. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> we get Now Now, the, now <laughs> it's questionable how clean his underwear is at this point. I think he's, he's, he's breaching a dirty underwear. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. it's at least wet. Yeah, it's moistened (laughs) by something that's not holy. (laughs) We get great expressions from the men as they walk to the elevators to Mm -hmm. go to his room. I think Pardeep might be our new expression king. He gave a great mouth agape look here. Mm -hmm. Uh, In his hotel room, he's sort of hovering over her shoulder as she's reading the notes here in his hotel room. His underwear is becoming more endangered. (laughs) And she goes, "Mm," and she basically kicks him out of the room. And I swear there's a moment now where she's reading and she covers a smile. I swear there is. I'm going to insert it because she's like, like, (laughs) she's so not bothered by this. I think she just finds it all very amusing. Makes her job easier. Right? Yeah. It's one down. That's it. One One less to worry about. Yeah. So now Ryan in the hallway in his interview says, when I'm watching the episodes, I write stuff about Michelle. What's the big deal? Yeah, totally fine. But then I wrote, so he has or hasn't watched only two hours yeah. of this show. It's all falling apart now. It really he's is. Now, he's now holding his breath. The water's above his head. And he says, everything is true. I'm not trying to do anything for the right reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. You know who he reminded me of here? His sort of like constant babble. He reminded me of that guy from Office Space with the stapler. Oh, the stapler? The stapler oh guy. Oh, my God. He was just like, and then, yeah. and then I, I'm here for the right reasons. And then I, oh, I, totally. You think I'm not here, but really just my friend's wife with him. And I don't want the It's just like, yeah. I know she likes ice cream. I just wanted to write down ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like talking and talking. It's totally true. It's so great. Good analogy. I mean, he has way better hair. Can we talk about like, no matter what happens to Ryan, excellent hair. He gets an A plus on hair. He gets an A plus on hair quaffing because something tells me he doesn't wake up like that. Uh, look, I don't know what he does to his hair. All I'm saying is the amount of hair, the thickness of hair, the lustriousness of hair, uh, yeah. lustrousness, lustrousness, the lustrousness, and the general shape and and texture and and depth is absolutely tremendous. <laughs> so here, Andy, you said if he makes it past this night, it's planted. Until he yes. got sent home, you really did think there was a chance this whole thing was planted just because it was so unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it was so unbelievable that anyone would do that. I get I get the taking the notes. I even get, if you're a weirdo, having a binder with a misspelled bachelor and a little rose on it. That's really <laughs> weird. But to bring but it. To bring it? Yeah, what to is bring he going to do? Go home at night for reading? Like, okay, remember, <laughs> section A, subset three. Don't show yeah. that you like the Bachelorette too much. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, don't yeah. drink too much and don't eat too he much. He needs to reread the paragraph about how he comes off as demanding and unkind and needs to seem positive. <laughs> his best friend. His best friend wrote in there. He's like, yeah, you're a real asshole. You got to keep the fact, you got to keep your real personality like buried a little bit. You're a complete piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, so now Michelle comes out and says, I'm not okay with starting a relationship on red flags. Fair. Yeah. And now twice he tries to change his her mind. Mm. He says, give me one chance to make it up to you. And she's like, please respect my decision. And then he's like, is there anything I can do to change your mind? And she's like, again, please, I've made my decision. Yeah. I love how she put him in his place here. You can tell he is used to talking his way out of sticky situations. Yep. Yeah. And usually this probably would have worked. 
it's almost scary how easily he like plays it cool and yeah. lies. Like he's he's a used car salesman. With great hair. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most used car salesmen probably have great hair. It helps, I think. Yeah, to sell a car with great hair. I'd buy a car from a guy with great hair. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, it would be it'd be easier to buy. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. It just feels like I'd be sold better with a guy with great hair. Well, the, his hair probably works for him 99.9% of the time, but mm. not here. And she sends him home. And t- let's talk about what a gold mine this was that producers mm. found. Mm. And they did have to mine for it, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. They, they had, this didn't come easy. They had to concoct a whole thing around it. But what well, a gift. The, the evidence came easy. The, 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 the framing of the, the evidence mining. was work. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, holy cow. Yeah. What was this guy thinking? The amount of shame that was dumped on him because of this. The amount of shame he was risking. Yeah. Did he never think for one second? Did he? That's what I don't understand. Did he never think for one second as he was packing his bags on his way to this <laughs> TV show yes. that millions of people see? Did he think for one second, maybe I should just put some of this stuff to memory and keep it in my desk? Unbelievable. Andy, you called it at the time the roadmap of stupidity. Mm-hmm. It really is. We're more appalled at the stupidity of putting that in your suitcase than we are at his master plan. I would say that this is an invaluable lesson for him. <laughs> He's young enough to learn. He's very got a lot of life ahead of him. Yeah. Learn from this. Don't ever do anything like that again. <laughs> <laughs> it cost him probably a hundred to two hundred thousand Instagram followers and a lot least. of shame. And a lot of people recognizing him in the street saying, oh, you're the guy who was stupid. Yeah. But it'll go away in six months to a year. It'll be fine. And he'll learn. The question is whether or not producers would allow him to come on Paradise. Because then he really, he's already in the family. He's on the show. He could be like. I just realized something. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. I just realized something. What? This is like a Nancy Drew moment. This guy has no shame. He saw what happened with Thomas. And he said, I'm going to up the Thomas to like a billion. <laughs> and I'm a really good looking guy. Yeah. I know I'm good with girls. I'm sure he's good with girls. I mean, I'm just assuming. And I'm going to kill it on Paradise. But my odds of killing it on Paradise are so much better than my odds of winning the best red. I got it. He's a genius. <laughs> he's not stupid. He's a genius. So you think he was pulling a Thomas slash oh grocery store joke? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. I just realized. I apologize, Ryan. You're a genius. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, the question is, do producers let him come on Paradise? Because producers don't like feeling like they're, oh, like they're he being is, outsmarted. Oh, he is on Paradise. I guarantee it. Even the rose and the misspelled bachelorette. He's a, I am unworthy. I'm not worthy. I am not worthy, Ryan. I'm sorry. And you still have great hair on top of everything. Oh, wow. I'm not worthy. That's genius. Inception level. Inception. Oh, my God. Beautiful work. <laughs> Bravo. That really says something about how stupid what you've done is when we, it's so stupid that we imagine that it's it was a It's a genius scheme. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I know this sounds like I'm joking, but I'm kind of not joking. Wow. Okay, well, time will tell. We'll know mm. next summer. We will know. Summer 2022. When he, on Bastard in Paradise, ends up... Engaged? Engaged to, to... A recently single bachelorette, former bachelorette. Who has over half a million Instagram followers. <laughs> he is going to be on Bastard in Paradise. This is my prediction. 
And if this prediction comes true, I know that there's a very good chance this whole crazy theory is right. He's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. He's going to end up getting engaged to someone with many hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. Wow. And it's going to be in People Magazine. Or Us Weekly. <laughs> That's a Either downgrade. <laughs> or, or Us Weekly. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wow. You're giving Ryan a lot of credit. No, I'm also giving him no credit. It's yeah. binary. He's yeah. either the stupidest man in the world or the smartest man in the world. Okay. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because if this plan was concocted the way I'm saying, yeah, he's he, I I way more smarter than anyone I've ever met. And we have to reiterate: the issue is with him bringing the folder, not with him having a plan. There's a book. Shout out to Game of Roses called How to Win the Bachelor. It's not like anyone, I think, at this point goes on this show and it's just like, I'm going to just play it by ear. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He brought it on and he brought it on. There was a rose and a misspelled <laughs> bachelorette. I'm telling you, the man has no shame and a 200 IQ. <laughs> okay. And a 10 out of 10 hair. 10 out of 10 it's hair. It's a good combo. Mm -hmm. You can do very well in life with no shame, a 200 IQ and great hair. Especially in this country. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so Michelle sends him home and addresses the group now. And what I love is that she didn't spend more than, I think, one minute addressing this. She was just like, yeah. I don't want someone who's not authentic. Uh, now let's resume the cocktail party. Oh, yeah. Yep. Beautifully done. I love she didn't shed a single tear over this. Nope. Yeah. Okay, so now Nate gets his one-on-one -on -one time. He says he tends to be more guarded. And, they, and then they recap his entrance and he talks about how nervous he was. Mm -hmm. She really directs this conversation. I was very impressed with this. Yeah. Pretty much he was sort of babbling about how nervous he was. And she was like, well, I want to talk about you. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to talk about family because you said you have such a great family, blah, blah. And she was like, I want you to talk about your family. Mm -hmm. And here he reveals that... His parents are divorced and his mom just recently divorced his stepdad mm. and his he calls his stepdad his best friend. Oh. That's rough. And she says she sees how hard it was for him to open up and that you're growing when you're uncomfortable. Mm. True. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's very wise. Very. And he says in his ITM that she's good at making people around her feel comfortable because he normally wouldn't open up and he was she just is. spilling everything. I can see it from here. Yeah, special trait to have, actually. So now Caitlin brings out the first impression, Rose, upping the tension. Has everywhere. there ever been a more obvious recipient of the first impression, Rose? I don't think I've ever seen one. I don't think so either. Except for you. I Are you kidding? I, I didn't see it, but, <laughs> but having seen it since, since we've been together... Yeah, you were obvious. No, I don't, th I don't think anyone expected me to get it. Yeah, you're right. That's Everyone yeah. expected Andy to get it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just unbelievably biased. So now we get a montage of Michelle's one-on-one -on -one time with various guys while Rick talks about how confident he is to get the rose. We learn that Martin is the baby in his family, and so is Michelle. Mm -hmm. Clayton's mother teaches special education. Mm. And Brandon J. His self-proclaimed characteristics are fun, truthful, and caring. Those are good. Yeah, those are good. Really <laughs> generic, though. Okay, so Michelle arrives now for the first impression rose and immediately pulls Nate. Very, very unsurprising. You're right. They take a long time to walk up the stairs while everyone watches on. <laughs> and she says she saw him push himself and be vulnerable and gives him the rose. And Andy, here we decided that... Yes, we decided a couple of things. One is the word watch for next week is vulnerable. Yes, and by popular demand, mm -hmm. I have picked a word that most likely will be mentioned a lot, which mm -hmm. means I will have to do more work. 
Yes. And no, Charlene and will me. have to do more I will more have work. to do more work. Mainly Charlene. In editing, I'll have to do more work. But, but. That, to appease the demands for more, less esoteric <laughs> word choices, yeah, I, am like choosing, I am shooting right down the middle. Yeah. Vulnerable. And the winner of the Word Watch will receive a... Hello Tushy Bidet! <laughs> Yay! Yes. Hello Tushy Bidet has been kind enough to continue to sponsor mm-hmm. the Shandy Word Watch. And so if you guess correctly, you will be automatically entered to win a Hello Tushy Bidet. And we will randomly select one name from that list. Yes. And you will join a growing family of happy, free Hello Tushy Bidet owners. <laughs> yes. So just to reiterate how this works, you can enter your guess either below this YouTube video and you use the numeral for the number. So if you think vulnerable will be uttered six times, you use the number six. You do not write out six. Or you can also comment on the Instagram post for this episode over on Instagram at Dear Shandy. Mm-hmm. And one winner will be randomly selected if you guess correctly. So think hard. <laughs> and you have to enter your guess by Friday at midnight. All right. So Michelle gives Nate this first impression, Rose, and he goes in now for an expertly timed and executed kiss. We were marveling at this kiss. This was as good a kiss as I've seen on this whole franchise. Nate is is not a new... No, he did. He he used two advanced moves, one of which I've discussed in a previous Q&A, I believe. Um, He did the chin grab. He did, but it wasn't a grab. It was a a, a chin guide. Oh, let me tell you Which is so tough to pull off without seeming aggressive. There is is a tiny, in the spectrum of chin grabs while kissing, there is a tiny sliver (laughs) of light where it's not creepy or aggressive. Yes. And he hit that. But then he took it another (laughs) step and he went for the neck hold with the left hand. Which is almost, <laughs> honestly, like... I, We're I, impressed, Nate. That's like Olympic level. To get away with a chin grab and, and a an, neck on hold. On the first kiss. On the first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Afterwards, she says, I felt sparks, butterflies, everything that you want to feel when you kiss someone. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Chemistry through the roof. And now we have our rose ceremony. I don't think anyone wants to hear me list every name. Nobody. So we're just going to go over. Oh, you know who wants you to list every name is, is what's his name? Michael K. <laughs> is that his name? Michael, Michael K. 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 Michael Keaton. It's Brandon K. No. Oh. <laughs> it is Brandon K. <laughs> okay. Case in point. Yeah. Well, no, we, we, gave, we already gave Brandon K. his Instagram yeah. followers. Yeah. He's the one. He's like, he's like, maybe they're going to list every single one <laughs> now. No, sorry, Brandon. You already got your spot. Brandon K did go home. We are going to touch on Garrett, though. How the hell? No love for my beautiful Asian brother. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the most. He's so handsome, and what he's the... a tech CEO. I what couldn't. I was ha- also great hair. Um, I... This guy must have the worst and personality he, and ever. And he broke his foot. He broke his foot. What the hell, <laughs> Michelle? I... <laughs> I thought for sure. I thought it was a given. He was so good looking. I thought he might be someone who could win. No, it's true. He was so handsome and just, I thought he seemed nice and cool. We didn't see one-on-one time. Maybe he didn't get any one-on-one time. Because actually heading into this rose ceremony, we heard Chris S. say that he didn't get any time and he hoped his entrance would be enough. So it's safe to say some men did not get time. And that sucks because that guy is good looking. So you're saying anyone who doesn't get any time gets booted automatically? 
No, because Chris S. did get a rose, the one that said he didn't get time. It's not uncommon that some people on night one don't get any time, and sometimes that sends them home, and other times they just How scrape by. do you go the with The most famous ever is Tyler C. from Hannah's season. You didn't even see Hannah's season, and you still know who Tyler C. is. Wait, he's the he dated Gigi Hadid? Yes. Are you kidding? He got sent home? No, night- no, 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 no. He didn't get any time on night one, but he still got a rose, and oh, then he got time okay. later. But my point is, not getting time on night one can send you home because they don't have any relationship. This is, this is my question. You got this beautiful, wonderful man yeah. with a great job. And he a seems broken foot. a broken foot. Yep. And he seems like, look, on very, very little interaction. I, we saw very little of him, but he seems normal-ish, uh-huh. yeah. right? Yeah. How, without any knowledge of his personality, do you send that guy home? He would have been on my short list to stay. I'll put it Apple that way. Apple guy gets, gets <laughs> over him. Are you kidding me? The guy who doesn't know that Granny Apple is green. <laughs> Granny looks like a four-year-old for last-minute Halloween costume. Gets, beats Garrett. <laughs> we're, Garrett, we're upset. We're upset. Maybe Garrett will get to go on Paradise and be the next grocery. I mean, Garrett is going on Paradise, <laughs> and he's battling it out with Ryan for top spot. Um, <laughs> and the other person we had to mention was Joe Mari, because, Andy, you said that guy should go into radio. Oh, my God. He's got the most amazing bass baritone I've ever heard. Yeah. Great voice. All right, Andy. So we already said our word watch, mm-hmm. and so let's move on to our predictions now. We're back into predicting. Yep. Yeah, no longer are we going to talk about who we would go for. No. Although I think it's pretty clear I would go for Garrett. <laughs> yeah, I might go for Garrett. <laughs> okay, so predictions. Andy, who do you have in your top spot? Nate. Easiest Same. one ever. Yeah, easiest. We I honestly, to- I'm going to say right now, and I know I'll probably have egg on my face, but there's some drama. Like Nate has someone buried under his floorboards or something. We'll find out later in the show. I guarantee there's yeah. going to be drama. Well, as we said with Katie's season, when we thought Greg would win, and he did get that first impression rose, we were like, well, either he wins and something goes really downhill, right. or he doesn't win and he continues to look like a front runner. Right. And it turns out it was the second one. And the first one combined. And the first one, yeah, it was both. <laughs> I, am, I am officially saying that I am giving it 80% chance that Nate win, wow. wins, the sh- gets Michelle's heart. Let's, excuse me. By the way, according to his bachelorette bio, he's 6'8". Uh, he's the tallest, possibly he's the tallest bachelor contender Thomas. of all time. Taller than Thomas. He dwarfs Thomas. <laughs> dwarfs. He looks down. His neck hurts from looking down at Thomas. <laughs> okay, so I obviously also have Nate in my top spot. Mm-hmm. So Andy, who is your number two? My number two is someone whose face I remember, but name I forget. <laughs> Jamie. And, thank you. My number two is Jamie. I think that Jamie's a smooth talker and not just a smooth talker, but he backs it up. There's substance yeah. there. He looks good. He looks older in a, ba- in a good way. I'm not saying he looks like weathered. He looks older than 32. He carries himself older than 32. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about like the older, older the better, the better yeah. in this show. I think Jamie's got a good, strong second position. All right. Okay. So in my second position, I have Joe. Mm. Oh, is that shocking? No. Uh, for me, she gave away a lot in this episode regarding Joe. She thought he was attractive enough and interesting enough to DM him in the first place. I think when you have out of context familiarity with mm-hmm. someone on this show, it's really valuable. Yeah. As we even saw with Katie and Blake Moynes, oh, yeah. like just even having that little bit of interaction. I, I back feel and a forth. Blake Moynes deja vu here. 
Yeah. Or even, you know, Caitlin and, and Nick Vile, like mm-hmm. the, the whole, like they had been talking. I just think that that really goes a long way in this environment. There's just that bit of familiarity. Sure, sure. He's from the same city. Uh, she confessed to finding him really good looking. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, even when Keisha was like, are, is this a good or bad thing that you, that he goes into you in DMs and he's here? And she was like, I think it's a good thing. Like she was still interested. I think she was just punishing him a bit by giving him that last rose. But I think she's more into Joe than she's letting on. I agree. Okay. So Andy, who do you have in your third spot? In my third spot, I have the most central casting bachelor, yeah. Clayton. Yeah. I mean, have, has there ever been a more Bachelor no. franchise person than Clayton? Not that right I recall. Right down to the name. Right down to the name. Mm-hmm. I just think he is like the safe choice for top four. Like, I think <laughs> that if Clayton doesn't have a top four, he did something real bad. Yeah, fair. Okay, so I have in my third spot, Chris S. I, I also was considering him. I know that's kind of a weird choice because he did not get one-on-one time, but I also think that all time where he was there he was shown so he mm-hmm. got the intro video yeah. his whole limo exit or school bus exit and i think his goofiness that he really likes to lead with is something she'll respond to she talked a yeah. lot about wanting to have fun and be goofy and so i am interested to see them talk more yeah. okay and now andy who do you have in your fourth spot my fourth spot is under the silver platter dome rick <laughs> yes yeah okay. i think rick is seem is funny Yes. Genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. He's poised. He's well-spoken. Even when he's, he's wasted. <laughs> he's wasted and puts together a perfect sentence, yes. which is very impressive, mm-hmm. especially on The Bachelor. And he um, seems very likable. Yep. And I think that he doesn't have the Bachelor franchise confidence to take the top couple spots, but he's going to round up my top four. I mean, it takes confidence to come in with that entrance. It does, but I'm not sure he has the, 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 I know this is a very, very nuanced take, but I don't think he has the staying power. I don't see him maintaining the level of confidence you need to make it to the end. Oh, wow. Okay. So you think he's going to get a little insecure? Yeah. I think he's going to break down a little bit towards the end and he's going to be the fourth. Okay. All right. I also have Rick in my fourth spot. Wow. I don't know if I see it quite the same way as you. I can see him. I I actually, he strikes me as quite confident. And I think that they're going to have a lot of fun together. I agree. Yeah. So I can see her liking that about him, that he is, he seems like a fun loving guy. Absolutely. Okay. And now Andy, we will keep with our tradition of doing night one wild cards. Mm -hmm. Who is your wild card based on this episode? I struggled a lot with this one, but I, I would be remiss not to include Joe Okay. In, the, in the mix. Wow, so my number two spot is your wild card. Yes. Oh, interesting. interesting. I stand by my theory that, that based on all the evidence I have yeah. and the, 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 the high esteem which I place Michelle in, yeah. I believe that there was significantly more than just a brief basketball discussion over DM. Mm-hmm. Wait, so why is he still only a wild card then? Because... You think she's going to hold it against him? I, I think that there's some lingering bad blood there that's going to eventually do him in oh wow okay so you think for uh for joe this whole thing was over before it began because of what happened in the and i also i have to say i have to say whether he ghosted her light or ghosted her heavy he ghosted her yeah and he 
clearly thinks he can do better than Michelle. And that by will, having done that, by having done that, and that will come out later in the show as he doesn't give enough. I guarantee you there's gonna be an episode where she's like, I'm just not getting enough from you. And he's like, oh, no, I really like you. I love wow. you so much. So you think that when a person ghosts someone else, whether they know it or not, that means subconsciously doesn't matter they think what, they can do better than that abs- person. It doesn't matter wow. what the excuse is. It doesn't matter how meaningful the excuse is. And I always say this on our Q&As, I say this. Yeah. You, if you find the love you've been looking for, you will do anything to maintain it, to keep they it. Were, it was a back and forth about basketball, according to her. Basketball. All I'm, all I'm saying is, is that usually true love happens fast. Usually. Usually you know pretty quickly that there's something extremely good there. Uh-huh. And I think seeing her face... And having a few back and forths about basketball could have been enough for him to be like, oh, there's something special here. I disagree. I think until you meet in person, and we don't know that they did, we think it's possible that they did, but if they did not, everything is fair game. You just, I don't think that there's any value placed I, in a couple of DMs back I and forth. I 90% agree with you, but I think even on a subconscious level, a ghost is a ghost is a ghost. Oh, wow. And no I matter what the situation is, he at that moment felt that he didn't need to pursue her and he could have done better or just not care. Just been like, I'm not interested. I'm just not even pursuing. I'm just doing something else. So you think the entire explanation about being in a bad place and lots of murders and shootings going on around his properties and just being stressed out. Again, that's an amazing excuse for anything. Yeah. Is it an excuse for this? I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. I think there's something else at work here that... We, we, there's layers that we have no idea about. There, I'm telling you, there's a lot of layers. I will, okay, to support your argument, I have never dated a guy who initially ghosted me or who I initially ghosted. Nor have I. Okay, we'll just leave that there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my wild card is Brandon J. I, I struggle with him because yeah. I don't see chemistry with him me and, neither. and and Michelle, but he for some reason, young. he is younger than her, but he also just comes he carries off carries himself he, young. Yeah. He came out on the bed and, and they had, they had some time shown and he was the one who described yeah. himself with three characteristics. What yeah. was it? Fun, truthful, and yeah, whoopee. Okay, and, great. But the, <laughs> the point is, is that I, I've seen an enormous amount of screen time with this guy, yeah. yet I don't know why, because I don't see a spark with the two of them at all. So for whatever reason, they've chosen to just yeah. keep showing him. Okay, so we've listed all our predictions, including wild cards, and now we have to quickly touch on the next Bachelor because I want to ask you, Shandies, if you would like us to recap from the perspective of knowing who that is or not. Because for what it's worth, at this point, Andy genuinely does not know who the next Bachelor is, mm-hmm. and I do because it's. I feel like I don't know how, how you have managed to avoid it. It says something about who you follow on Instagram <laughs> or how much time you spend on Instagram. For me, it's been unavoidable. Huh. I've known for a long time who the next Bachelor is, just okay. based on everything being leaked and it showing up in my feed. So, Shandies, I'm going to ask you. Do you know who the next Bachelor is and do you want us to recap as though that's just common knowledge or do you really want us to be a completely spoiler-free environment and we pretend, or I pretend as hard as I can to uh, to not know that? <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah. If you guys would like us to recap as though it's common knowledge, I will promptly tell Andy who it is and then we can just resume. We'll just leave that on the table there and you guys let us know what you think and we'll go with the majority on that one. 
Because yeah. again, I don't want to ever be patronizing in our recaps. I don't want to be like, no. oh, ho, ho, ho. We don't know when everybody knows. Sure. So you tell us if you know, mm-hmm. and if you would rather we all just talk about it like we know. What we can do, Andy, is have you guess based on night one who you think the next Bachelor is. Because I have told you already that the next Bachelor comes from this season. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess? I'll give it a shot. Okay. Okay, so the last Bachelor was Matt James. Mm-hmm. So clearly ABC is going to go with a white guy now. <laughs> because the they're formula. consistent, if nothing else. Nothing yes. else. Yeah. And how can I not pick the most Bachelor guy I've ever seen, Clayton? Okay. Okay. That's who I think. Okay. And I don't feel strongly about it. Okay. But it's who should be Bachelor. Based on what I've seen in the history of the franchise. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. I sense from your reaction that I've guessed incorrectly. I'm not going to tell you. But I know you because you're my wife. (laughs) And you know that I'm wrong. I can see it. Oh, I can see it. (laughs) You're such a good liar, but I've now figured out your lying tricks. What are my lying tricks? It's in the eyes. Okay. Your eyes don't move, but your face does. What, what, is my, what are my eyes giving away right now? Your eyes are giving away that I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think. We'll leave it there. And Andy, then I think that's a wrap for this recap. Wow. Yeah, it Just flew like by, that. didn't it? If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram. That's also where you would submit your vote or your guess, rather. Numeral vote. For your numeral vote for the Shanty Word Watch. Uh, tell your friends. Leave us Apple Podcasts ratings and reviews. Mm-hmm. And generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And keep it in business. Business. <laughs> business. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.